0: Welcome to the new Docs in a Pod, presented by WellMed. Over the next half hour, Docs in a Pod will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co hosts Dr. Audrey Barria and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well being. And now, here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Audrey Barria. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Docs in a Pod. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Audrey Barria. Delighted to have her with us. Dr. Barria has been part of the WellMed family for five and a half years and is currently a provider at the WellMed at Ninth Avenue North Clinic in St. Petersburg. She's also a medical director with WellMed. She got into medicine really because of her experience with her family, and she eventually went to Ross University School of Medicine in Portsmouth, Dominica, where she earned her medical degree. Completed her residency with an OBGYN fellowship at St. Mary Hospital in Hoboken, New Jersey. Dr. Baria is board certified in family medicine, which she absolutely loves. She lives in Tampa, Florida, where she tells me it's currently raining. And her husband and she have been married for 22 years. They've got a teenage daughter and a whole bunch of dogs, which would mean, I gather, Dr. Baria, at least more than one dog.
1: Yes, we have two dogs, a Golden Retriever and a Yellow Lab. Well, at least they're about the same size, right? Say that again? Although the Yellow Lab, I said there are perpetual toddlers, and and, uh, the Yellow (laughs) Lab is a little bit on the smaller side, which is interesting.
0: I'll bet. Well, we've got an interesting topic today and something I had said to uh, uh, our our guest when we were talking off the air, it's a disease I don't want, nor does anybody else, rheumatoid arthritis. And we're going to talk with our special guest, Dr. Benjamin Mendez. He's a physician at Wilmot at Lake June in Dallas, earned his medical degree from the University of Texas Medical Branch in Galveston, completed his residency at the Lone Star Family Health Center in Conroe, Texas. Dr. Mendez is board certified by the American Board of Family Physicians. And Dr. Mendez, thanks for joining us on Docs in a Pod.
2: All right. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here.
0: Let me ask you something that uh, we ask all of our guests, uh, trying to get a, a look at the personal side of Dr. Mendez. Uh, what would people be surprised to find out about you? You're a sky driver, or you were an acrobat in the circus or.
2: Well, I'm a competitive jiu-jitsu practitioner. Uh, actually, uh, I got second place at the Pan American Games. Uh, and I have four dogs. <laughs> I'm not trying to compete, but I have four
0: dogs. <laughs> Wow, I only have one. <laughs> so you have won the dog prize for today's show.
2: Yes. What is
0: it you were competing in at the Pan American Games?
2: Uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu.
0: Wow, so don't mess with you, right? <laughs> no. Now, you took up Jiu-Jitsu as a kid or, or, or you began it as an adult?
2: I actually, I began it in residency of, of all places. Uh Yeah, I uh, had a friend that did it and he said I should give it a try. And he invited me to his garage of all places. And I thought I was like, this is very sketch. So I'm just, was a stranger in his garage, but I fell in love with it.
1: So it was a good stress reliever. I-
2: yes, very much so.
0: Well, in your line of work and Dr. Bari as well, stress relief would be pretty helpful, I would think. Let's begin uh, with the topic that you had selected to talk about today because it's something uh, that a number of people struggle with and it is a disease that is very, very difficult to manage. We're talking about rheumatoid arthritis. If you don't mind, Dr. Mendez, let's begin at Mm -hmm. the beginning. What's the 411 about it? What is rheumatoid arthritis?
2: Well, rheumatoid arthritis is a very interesting form of arthritis in that uh, we always, you know, as, as people age, you know, people get their aches and pains in their knees and their elbows and their hands, depending on their line of work. And people, you know, say, oh, I went to the doctor, he said I have arthritis. Rheumatoid is a little bit different in that it's not a wear and tear type of arthritis and pain. It's something that where the body, for some reason decides to attack itself, and um, it can become extremely debilitating depending on how patients progress, um, and I've seen patients start as early as their 30s, their 40s, some get symptoms beginning in the 60s and 70s, and um, it's not the type of pain that gets better with, you know, sometimes when I'm done training or other patients say they worked very hard in the yard one day and take a couple of a leaves and they get better. No, this is a serious, serious inflammatory pain that for some patients, there's morning stiffness. It's ridiculously difficult to manage where they say, "I takes me three or four hours before I can even get my day started.
0: And how is it diagnosed?
2: It's diagnosed with a blood test. Um, you go to your doctor, you say, hey, doc, I've been having, you know, pain in my hands and my elbows in my fingers. I can feel it in almost every joint in my body. And for some for some doctors, they'll, they'll say, you know what, let's run some tests, see what's going on, get some x-rays. But it will actually show in the blood, you know, like when you go to the doctor and they say, your urine test showed you have an infection or... You get a blood test and say you have diabetes. Uh, This will actually show, hey, you have rheumatoid arthritis, and it starts with the symptoms. You know, you go to the doc and you say where it hurts, how long it's been hurting, and they run some tests and you get a diagnosis.
0: I'm going to come right back to you, but for those who may have just joined us, I want to let you know you're listening to Docs in a Pod. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host Dr. Audrey Barry, and we're talking. With Ben Mendez. He's a physician, Wilmot well, at Lake June up near Dallas. And we're talking about rheumatoid arthritis. And people who have the disease, Dr. Mendez, uh, will tell you that uh, the pain that they struggle with uh, is so debilitating, but they have good days and bad days. Does it swing
2: yes. back and forth? It does swing back and forth. Um, it, it, can de- it all depends on your level of inflammation. Uh, some days, uh, they, they get what's something called a CRP test in the blood, and that's just a marker of inflammation. I've seen numbers as low as two. I've seen them as high as like 10. Um, it just, it, you know, like the, like the temperature outside, it goes up and down. That marker of inflammation, some days it's lower, some days it's higher. But it's, for some, for, for them, until they get treatment, it's always there. Um, so it's interesting.
0: And Dr. Barra, do you see it in your patients?
1: Oh, absolutely! I actually just had somebody get diagnosed just several weeks ago, and she is in her late sixties. So, as Dr. Mendez was saying, that it's not particular to any decade of life; it could happen anytime.
0: Yeah, I have a friend whose daughter has uh, rheumatoid arthritis started when <clears throat> she was really eight, nine, ten years old. Uh, and Dr. Mendez, it doesn't go away. You were suggesting that over time it doesn't get better. As you age, it doesn't get better. Is that right?
2: Um, oddly enough, some people do go into remission, and I've had had some lab panels, you know, and those they're lucky. Um, it, for some people, it will go into remission. That doesn't mean that it won't come back. Um, but for some people you know it just gets worse and worse especially if they don't get on the right medications um the funny thing about uh well not funny but interesting thing about it is if you do not get the right medications the disease will havoc um on your joints on another another interesting thing that i really got me very interested in this disease is that is Oddly enough, this is a disease that if you don't control, will actually take years of your life. Uh, for most patients that have rheumatoid arthritis, on average, they live anywhere from 3 to 12 years shorter than they were supposed to if they don't get treatment. What kills them? Cardiovascular disease. So cardiovascular disease is people who have heart attacks, strokes. These people will actually get... Inflammation in their heart—that's what leads to a heart attack. This uh, rheumatoid arthritis—it may affect your hands and your joints, your elbows, your knees—but it's inflammation in your blood. So anywhere that you get blood, which is your whole body, will get that inflammation. People with rheumatoid have eye disease, they have skin disease, they have heart disease. Um, so it's just inflammation wreaking havoc all over your body.
0: Now you mentioned getting the medicine right is part of the challenge. How do you treat rheumatoid arthritis?
2: Yeah, so you need what's called disease modifying anti-rheumatic drugs, or for short, they call it DMARDs. Um, It's most of the time it starts with methotrexate. Uh, They take it once a week, and they once you get the diagnosis, you work with your doctor until you get your symptoms controlled so some of them will actually run blood tests kind of like when you have diabetes and you go every three months to your doctor to see how your sugar's doing these people can come back to your office and they have what's called a symptom score and they will actually start tracking how good your medicine is working based on how you feel so it's a treatment that you get regularly until you know If methotrexate's not working, luckily now there's so much research into this that there's all sorts of biological treatments. You've seen the commercials like Humira on TV, and it's usually managed by a specialist for like rheumatological diseases. But it all starts when you when you see your primary doctor.
0: And Humira is given uh, as intravenous or an injection.
2: As to my knowledge, it's usually like uh, IV, yes, and in, their, in their doctor's office.
0: So IV, you'd go in, you'd get a treatment. Uh, and, and is there immediate relief or is this over time?
2: So when it, when you, once you get started on treatment, it's all going to depend on how you feel. Um, as for most patients, they do just fine with methotrexate. For a, lot, a large amount of patients, they go in, they start on their medicine, and um they'll start getting their dose just right and then it's also it's not something that you can just take and you're good to go you have to have treatments and screenings for other diseases because sadly the medicine it's can make you exposed to other illnesses for instance if you on methotrexate you need to make sure you don't have hepatitis so you need to go see the doctor and get screened for hepatitis make sure your liver is fine when you get on the other medications the fancier medications that you know are needed with your rheumatologist they'll make sure you don't have like tuberculosis because these medicines will decrease your immune system and make you exposed to other infections but again it's it's the genetic lottery that people get uh, that gives them rheumatoid, and these diseases have to be closely monitored with your rheumatologist or your primary care doctor to make sure you're fine.
0: Well, you sort of answered my next question, which I'll give to you right after we do a little business at our end, talk about a genetic link to rheumatoid arthritis. I'm Ron Aaron. We're talking with Dr. Ben Mendez, who is a well WellMed physician up at Lake June in Dallas, and our special co-host, our Star of the day, Dr. Audrey Baria, is with us as well. You're listening to Docs in a Pod. So, everything you need to know and may not want to know about rheumatoid arthritis coming your way today on Docs in a Pod. I'm Ron Aaron along with our co host, Dr. Audrey Bari, and we're talking up in Dallas with our special guest today, Dr. Benjamin Mendez. He's at the Wilmot at Lake June Clinic in Dallas. We're talking about rheumatoid arthritis, and, and Dr. Mendez, uh, you had hinted at this, but is there a genetic link? If your folks had it, you'll get
2: it. It's not you'll get it. It's you're more likely to get it. And uh, the interesting thing is, so like we had hinted, it can be as early as your 40s. It can be as late as your 60s when someone if somebody wants to get it, um, but in the the research of uh, of this disease it's in your blood from an early age like you, like you were saying um someone's daughter who had it
0: yeah a friend of mine's daughter had it has it
2: yeah so and patients that don't have symptoms and like I said like patients my mom and my grandma and my it's mostly in females that's why I'm saying that mom grandma they have it some of these children that they, sometimes they'll run tests on just for research purposes, they'll show that it's in their blood at an age of like 9, 10, 11. They don't have symptoms, but they're like, hey, eventually down the line, you might end up getting this disease. Um, at this point, they're not saying these kids need to be treated. You treat it once symptoms are there, um, but it's a genetic thing. Um, so for listeners, if it's in your family. I'm not saying go get tested, but be aware. Listen to your body saying, "Hey, these hands in the morning, it's taking longer and longer." And for for some patients who have it pretty badly, like they can't even like open a, a bottle of can of pickles, or they can't even like do their hair. Sometimes they struggle to even hold that brush, uh, so it's pretty hard for them.
0: Now that opens a, an opportunity for research. However, for Preventative medication, if you can uh, identify those who may be at risk uh, doing a blood screening, uh, how close are we to getting a a medication that will prevent it?
2: That uh, I do not know. Um, So, the the goal of treatment is symptom control, but one of the biggest goals is what's called disease modification, where people who have rheumatoid, I mean, if you go to the grocery store, to a restaurant sometimes you'll see the patient who has like I don't know if they can see the screen but sometimes they get like very crippled hands um, right folks disease. who are listening
0: to us don't see us
2: okay well, so so the, so uh they'll get like a very crippled hand where it's, the hand almost becomes i don't want to say useless but it, it's not as it's not a very good hand if you can't open a can of pickles if you can't really grasp a soda the the hand is very m- malfunctioning So the disease will actually run amok on your joints, in your hands, and your wrists, and it's not very effective, it's crippling. So the the goal is of disease modifying drugs, it prevents that from happening. It prevents, um, like I said, for some patients that live 12 years younger, shorter than they were supposed to, it prevents the disease getting that bad of having heart attacks or some people even like losing their vision. So that's the purpose of the treatment. Progression. Yeah, exactly. It stops it, disease progression. And
0: exactly. how effective are those medications? Is that the methyltrexate or something else?
2: So that's methyltrexate. It's that's the tumera.
1: methotrexate. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. It's any of the D cards. Yeah. And the other thing that I wanted to touch upon, um, Dr. Mendez, is that women who are planning on getting pregnant or who are pregnant, they need to be very careful about the medications that they're being placed on because it very have, much though so. yes it can lead can to birth defects very mm-hmm. yes
2: very bad yes um so if you get on these medications uh that's a very big uh, you know your dog should be keeping an eye on that but again exactly for 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 women and uh their birth uh years i did i had a case of that in residency actually where a, I had to talk to one of my patients and refer her out to a rheumatologist, and she did get on the right medications to kind of be planning her pregnancies. Those those options are out there.
0: Do we know why it affects more women than men?
2: That is a good question. Um,
0: is it X chromosome linked?
2: Again, I should have read a little bit more on that. No, but, that's okay. Uh, but yes, yeah, it's it for that's something that. Autoimmune diseases tend to run more in women than men. And Audrey, just to
0: your luck, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. So I'm praying I don't get this. Yes. As you look at
0: the population of people Mm -hmm. with rheumatoid arthritis, uh, it's got to be a lot of folks because of all the money spent on TV ads for Humira Mm -hmm. and other drugs. Uh, Within the patient population that both of you are seeing, predominantly Medicare-eligible seniors age 65 and over, uh, are you seeing a number of folks with rheumatoid arthritis?
2: I would say I see one about every two to three weeks. And it's, uh, it's mostly because I screen for it quite a bit. Uh, it's something where patients are coming in with the pains and I it's always, it's, it's a quick blood check to check. And uh, it's something like like I said, if you it's, it's out there and unfortunately, uh, there's some patients who have really bad pain and they'll go sometimes years and years of just taking steroids and taking Mobic and taking all these like eight or 10 ibuprofens a day to try and treat their pain. And you know, you run a blood test and you see, hey, turns out, look, you have rheumatoid arthritis all these years. And luckily, we caught it earlier than five years down the road, but let's start treatment.
0: Eight to ten ibuprofen a day can't be good for your liver.
2: It can't be good for nobody. It's uh, That's quite a bit.
0: And Dr. Uh, Bari, are you seeing it in a number of your patients as well? One every two weeks is a lot of patients. Yes,
1: it is. It is. Um, I would say that it's probably 1% of my practice where I have um, somebody that has a confirmed diagnosis of one of the rheumatological diseases because it could be rheumatoid arthritis, it could be lupus, it could be um, psoriatic arthritis. And so I would say it's a small percentage of my practice, but a lot of people have been turned off from the side effects of the medications, especially methotrexate. and, Mm -hmm. And especially if they enjoy their cocktails, methotrexate is definitely not the medication to be on. And that's deterred them from wanting to be placed on methotrexate. So yep. there are a lot of factors that go into treating any of the rheumatological It shows
0: you how powerful liquor can be. You'd rather have liquor than yes. – and, and keep the pain from rheumatoid arthritis. Yes. Wow. So, Dr. Mendez, uh, what other uh, – Arthritis forms. Are you seeing? You had mentioned when we began uh, the kind mm-hmm. of joint arthritis that it, I gather is pretty common. Osteoarthritis as people age.
2: Yes, it's very common, and uh, I think pain is one of the main reasons a, a person goes to the doctor. It's not like to go saying, "Hey, I want to see how my vision is today." No, if people bother making the appointment for they're either they need refills or they're in pain, and um, osteoarthritis. You know, people who have a lot of patients who were carpenters for many years and mechanics and they come in and their hands are just, apart from feeling like, like sandpaper, their joints are just so swollen and calloused that, you know, they get pain. The same with patients who are overweight or obese and that just runs havoc on their knees. I, the analogy I always tell patients is, you know, like when we're born, we're pristine, brand new car off the lot. And once we cross over 40, 50, 60, 70 years of age, you know, we're not that brand new car anymore. We got some, we got some rust and we got some issues. And so one of those is arthritis. Our joints just tend to go away. And that pain can be managed with um, medications, uh, creams. Like I, I'm a big fan of Voltaren gel for my patients, uh, joint injections. Physical therapy, exercise, there's all sorts of options for those. And unfortunately, those are options like going back to rheumatoid, it's not really for them because they need something else. But for osteo, there is a lot more conservative therapies that we can use.
0: What got you interested in rheumatoid arthritis?
2: That is a funny story. So I was a third year medical student and I was in the ER in Houston. And, uh, you know, sometimes I just give you a patient to go see. And I went to go see a patient, you know, some some of these patients who don't have access to care uh, will go for pain to the ER because, you know, they'll get maybe like six or seven days worth of medicine and that'll hold them over for as long as it will. So I went in and I saw a patient and I saw that he had just the, the terrible, like crippled hands. And I saw just some of the skin nodules that they get. And I was thinking, I was like, oh man, I know what this man has. I'm going to go let him know what he has. But he has no idea. So I went go ask him, sir, I think you have rheumatoid arthritis. And he was angry. He's like, what do you mean you think? And he he got his finger and he just twirled it like a pom-pom because the the joint was just so just, you know, a finger is not supposed to bend that way. (laughs) He was like, yeah, I've had rheumatoid arthritis for 30 years. Like, but I just, you know, that's, that's a sad story because you know, poor access to care, uh, uninsured population. And, you know, I was like, and if if there was such a thing as end stage rheumatoid, he had end stage rheumatoid. Wow. So I was like, oh man, this is, this is how bad it can get. And then uh, as more and more as I started researching it, I was like, oh, and then I saw that because sometimes again, rheumatoid, is one of those, one of those diagnoses that some primary care doctors will say like, you know what, I don't want to manage this because it does take a lot of work. Um, Speaking of work, I got to
0: stop you right here. We are out of time. But I thank you so much for being with us. We want to get you back and talk more about a Brazilian jujitsu for uh, the benefit of our audience. So thank you, Dr. Ben Mendez and our co-host, Dr. Audrey Baria. I'm Ron Aaron. Docs in a pod, that's Mm -hmm. us. Executive producers for Docks in a Pod are Dan Calderon and Leah Madrano. Our producer is Isaac Wilker. And associate producers are Natalie Ibarra and Maurice Hudson. Thank you for listening to Docs in a Pod, presented by WellMed. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And be sure and tune in next week for another edition of Docks in a Pod
1: with Dr. Audrey Baria and Ron Aaron.